Good morning. Good morning. Somewhere out there on the wonderful world that is the internet, apparently you can find the guide that the Apple Corporation gives to its employees, and in particular the Apple geniuses of the Apple Store. And it's not just their training guide, but it gives them kind of a mission, a way to imagine themselves with respect to the Apple Corporation and the products that they sell and promote. And in particular, it gives them one word to understand who they are. And the word that the Apple Corporation gives to its employees is the word evangelist. Interesting. So are the Apple Corporation evangelists, evangelists in the way that Jesus is, when he lets his prayer be interrupted by the apostles and says, I will go, that I may preach there also. And when St. Paul says, when I preach, I offer the gospel free of charge. Evangelist is just the uh, kind of more Latin version of the word gospel. They both mean good news. Do we evangelize as effectively or as joyfully as the Apple Corporation? I've been trying to emphasize over the last couple of weekends that I've been here uh, in my preaching what exactly preaching is for. Priests and deacons engage in a particular kind of preaching in the liturgy, but we're not the only ones who are called to preach. You're called to preach. And our preaching, the particular kind of preaching that comes with our vocation, exists to enable you for your vocation, which is to draw other people to Christ, to be evangelists. So here are three ways we can think about our mission, the way that God relates to us, and the way that we are invited to bring other people to him through the lens of technology. Because while the Apple evangelists bring you into a relationship with your product, their product, a product that restructures your life, that gives you clarity and this kind of focus, for everything about your life, we have something better than a product. We have a person who's Jesus. So why do people love their technology? The first thing is that we want presence in our lives. And sometimes we feel like we can trust the presence of our technology. You know what people are like who really love their phones when they lose their phones? It's like their whole life shuts down. And then you have to engage all of these other people in this chase for your phone. It's just like the apostle said to Jesus, everyone is looking for you. And that's really how we should feel when we're separated from God. The way that Jesus looked at people, through it they experienced that he desired their good in a way greater than anybody else did. And not only that, they, that he inflamed a desire in them, but that he fulfilled their desire. Our mission is to do what the apostles did 
in this gospel passage over and over again. First, Jesus heals Peter's, Peter's mother-in-law. Why? Because Peter and Andrew are bringing Jesus into their house. And then it says that they bring to Jesus those who are sick and those who are possessed. Are we bringing the people in our life to Jesus to be healed? And then it says that they go to Jesus and they bring him back to people because they're looking for him. Are we doing that in our life? Because everyone is looking for him and we all need presence. So we're looking for presence. We're also looking for something that's going to integrate our lives. What do people love so much about Apple products or your Google suite or Microsoft Office? It takes everything in your life and it puts it in one place. It takes your calendar, your sleep schedule, your bills, the stuff you're writing, and your emails, and you can all find it in one place. It's concentrated and it, it's like a context that makes everything in your life make sense because it's ordered in this one place. Our faith does this better even than your iPhone. Because your iPhone can order those things, but your iPhone can't tell you what to do with your loneliness or your sadness, with your joy or the struggle in your family, with your victory and the things that you love. But all of those things we can offer to God. We can give them to him and he cherishes them in his heart. We're looking for something that's going to be the center of our lives that will hold everything together. We want integration. So we want presence and we want integration, but we want purpose in our life too. Jesus says about his preaching, for this purpose have I come. In the traditional language of classic and Catholic philosophy, we call God our final end. That means he's our fulfillment and the purpose of everything in our life. But sometimes we think that something else is our final end. <laughs> and it's really built to teach us that, to train us kind of subconsciously into thinking that. So how are, how are some of the ways that it does that? So here, I have, uh, I have some texts from a cloistered Benedictine sister. That's cool. So when she texts me, it shows up like this in black on the back of the screen. And then when I text her back, it shows up in blue. Uh, if you text somebody with an Android, it kind of has this annoying green color that bothers your eyes. But if you text someone with an iPhone, it has this soothing blue color. <laughs> Wow, I should really text more people with iPhones. <laughs> and it kind of teaches us these two different things. First of all, what happens when you haven't replied is the screen looks kind of boring, dim. And so you think, wow, I should really text more. And then you do. And then once you text, look what happens. It trains us to realize what other people say, not that interesting. What I have to say, wow. Look at that nice blue color. And of course, we want to be flattered. 
we want to know that what we have to say is important and that we are important. And so we buy things that affirm that for us, as this does so well. But is it our final end? Here's another way of asking that question. What has your phone improved more? Your relationships with people or your relationship with your phone? What has Instagram improved more? Your relationship with other people or your relationship with Instagram? Instagram doesn't care if you meet other people. Instagram needs to keep running. And so it's built to keep running. But we do all of this. We use these things because our hearts have such a longing for connection. If you lose your Apple product, it's okay, because on your other Apple products, you have an app that will help you find your phone or find your laptop. There's this constant pinging when it finds it, and it stays there until you find your phone. And this is what our hearts do. They cry out for connection. And we can fill it with Instagram. We can fill it with food and with entertainment and with relationships, relationships that are harmful. And our hearts will always want more because the only thing that can satisfy that desire is God. And he's the only thing who, when we have him, fulfills us and satisfies us. That kind of pinging is a gift from God. He put it in our heart. He gave us that desire so that we would know. He's saying in that desire, I'll be here. You can look around at everything else in life, but when you get tired, I'm here. He gave us that connection, and because of it, we desire to know others completely and to be known completely. But God wants that connection too. He wanted it so much that he became flesh and lived a human being, as a human being, in history, fully human and fully divine. He suffered, he died, and he rose for us, for you, because he longs for that connection. He's always present in this church, and his present body, blood, soul, and divinity on this altar, in the Mass, because God wants that connection, too. And there's one word for connection that's maybe even a better word for what we long for. God gives us his body and blood, and what we want, the other word for connection, is communion.